Hey everybody, it's Josh, and I'm back with another Gaming Quick Takes bonus episode. Ha! Tricked you. This is just an intro for our regular episodes. But if you wanted to hear that sweet, sweet intro on those bonus episodes, head over to MultiplayerSquad.com where you can sign up to support the show. You get two bonus episodes every week, some killer Discord perks, and our eternal gratitude. We couldn't do the show without the support of our listeners, and you too can join those ranks over at MultiplayerSquad.com. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. This is the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are two dads that love to chat about video games in a family-friendly format. And if you like our show and what we do, think about joining our gaming community on Discord. It's completely free. It's a great way to chat with me, Josh, and other listeners of the show. You can see a link in the episode description. And if you also want to, you can head over to MultiplayerSquad.com to see our Patreon page. We rely on listener support to keep this show going, and if you are a Patreon supporter, you will have our eternal gratitude, and you'll also get some great perks. Today is Thursday, which means it's time for Twig, This Week in Gaming, where we talk about what we've been playing and also give our thoughts on recent gaming news. I am your host, Paul. Joining me, as always, is Josh. Microsoft, if you're listening, our show is 100% available for buyout. (laughs) Uh, go ahead and email us your best offer at Paul or Josh at MultiplayerPodcast.com. Uh, Josh first. I'll, I'll pass the news <laughs> along to Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Josh, you and I were making fun of what we have to talk about here today. It's a very light week for video game news. Normally, we've got at least three or four stories to talk about. This week, the big news is that Microsoft is acquiring Activision Blizzard for a paltry sum of $70 billion. $70 billion. (laughs) That is a lot of money, man. A A lot lot. of kashish. Dude, I I don't... Somebody at Microsoft got real smart real quick. I I mean, when they... they, let's, Let's look back, right? They acquired ZeniMax Media. Yep. They acquired Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is no slouch of a game developer, by the way. Not at and all. And then all of a sudden, this news breaks where Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard. Now, I don't know if you remember a few years ago when Activision and Blizzard merged. Right, which was a big deal. Which was a very <laughs> big deal. And everybody was like, well, wow, look at look at this gaming company now. Look how massive this is. And then Microsoft swoops in and goes... <laughs> Let, 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 let us show you how it's done, guys. It just drops a cool $70 billion on the table and now picks up Activision Blizzard, which is nuts, man. I, I think they got very smart somewhere along the way, and they went, there is a ton of money to be made in the gaming industry. And they said, you know what? You got to spend money to make money. And and they're they're going all in, man. Like you don't buy something for seventy billion dollars if you don't think that it's going to turn around and make you a lot more money than that. <laughs> I can't even imagine like paperwork and putting together numbers where you are spending this large amount of money. But you got to give them credit. I mean, 
Microsoft is now, I believe, the third largest video game developer in the world, which they basically just got to immediately by acquiring other studios. Well, name a game that Microsoft has developed, Paul. Uh, Minesweeper. Minesweeper. Yes. yes. <laughs> Solitaire. Freestyle. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. What what a crazy story. I believe they are now only behind Sony and Tencent. They are now the third largest developer. I think that this is kind of an interesting story, especially in light of all of the bad press, in particular, Blizzard has had over the last couple of years. It kind of feels like they needed a giant reset button, and I can't help but think we're probably going to see some moves personnel-wise, see some changes about philosophy, how the business is run. I'm hoping that in the long run, this ends up being a really good thing, and maybe we can get back to some of the roots of what made some of these companies awesome developers in years past. But, I mean, Microsoft now has the rights to franchises like Call of Duty, Hearthstone, StarCraft, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Tony Hawk, Guitar Hero... And I think most hilariously is that they now own Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, both of which used to be PlayStation exclusives. Now Microsoft is actually developing those games in the future. What a wild story. Yeah, it's it's really hard to think about the impact of this, and I don't think anybody will really know yet. Uh, I did see a story where they came out and they said, listen, Call of Duty will not become like an exclusive. It's still going to be available on PlayStation and stuff like that. Because instantly, like with like with the Bethesda acquisition, right? People went, well, what about Elder Scrolls? Are we going to be able to play the next Elder Scrolls game or is it going to be Xbox exclusive? And they went, no, it's going to be Xbox exclusive. <laughs> Buy an Xbox <laughs> if you want to play it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of PlayStation users went, oh, no. And so when this happened, I think instantly people started looking and going, well, is all, does that mean all this stuff's going to be exclusive or not? I don't think so. I, I think you're starting to see that exclusivity is not the best way to turn a profit. And I think these companies are becoming very aware of that. You need a really good exclusive if you're trying to sell a console. You know, uh, God of War Ragnarok. I I mentioned like that would be the game coming out that I would consider buying a a PS5 for at that point. But I feel like those days are almost gone. Now you just have to put out a really good video game and make it available to as many people as possible. I think you're going to make a lot more money that way. Yeah, and uh, of course, I mean, I feel like we're talking about the Xbox Game Pass every episode now, but we're just talking about more and more resources that they can funnel through the Game Pass. I saw that they are still currently having 25 million Game Pass subscribers, and this is just going to sweeten the pot more and more. I really do think Microsoft is just trying to be like Netflix of gaming. Just pay your monthly rate. You've got a vast library of all this stuff available, and I think this is just the model for the future. I mean, we've said it a hundred times. At this point, uh, I am a little disappointed I got a PS5. I feel like if I could go back, I would swap it out for an Xbox. I would just roll with the pass, and uh, maybe that'll change as we get more of the PlayStation exclusives, but you really just have to hand it to Microsoft. They were already winning this race. I feel like they're 
just gaining their lead more and more. Do you remember like 20 years ago when people were really concerned about Microsoft being uh like like with antitrust laws they thought they were getting too monopoly. big monopoly yeah 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 with windows especially i mean when yeah. windows is on every computer in the world <laughs> you have these weird linux guys that are somewhere in the background and they're really smart some linux way. You know, yeah <laughs> linux or lin i linux linux well, linux you know linux uh, whatever see i'm not a linux nerd paul <laughs> but yeah like uh, people were so concerned about microsoft being too big back then which is almost laughable now because they are so much larger than this ever. is there's some good and there's some bad the good is is that i think when it comes to activision blizzard I, everybody hates activision right there ea and activision are your two big bad guys uh, no no gamers like them they they just have done a lot of really bad things for the gaming industry Blizzard was much beloved for the games that it would put out and the quality of games and how they would you know continually improve those games and build on them in sequels and stuff like that and then they merged with Activision everybody went oh no rightfully so because now Blizzard has a terrible reputation for the way that they treat their employees I think one of the good things that could come from all this is there is a very strong rumor. I, I feel like it's more than a rumor that the CEO of Blizzard, Bobby Kotick, is going to basically not be the CEO anymore once this merger is done. <laughs> He'll be invited to no longer be the CEO. <laughs> yeah, we're going to invite you to be fired. Is that okay? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you just see so much controversy, whether it's involvement in politics, especially in regards to China and Hong Kong, uh, treatment of employees, impending lawsuits, just a whole lot of mess. And so I, I, I hope that this will, you know, put them on a positive path. I don't like hearing bad stories about Blizzard. I really wish we could go back in time to where it was like anything Blizzard or Bioware does I'll pay full price. I can't wait till it comes out. These are my favorite studios. It's more fun to be able to root for these guys. And so hopefully with some restructuring and whatnot, we can go back to that. But this was by far the biggest news story of the week. We definitely had to cover it first. It's a pretty huge story. And, you know, it, the, the concern that I have with all of this, I do think there's some good. I think it can refresh the Blizzard name. Maybe they'll put some good leadership in there to where they're not... You don't have these... CEOs and corporate guys that are trying to dictate how a game is made and when it's released and things like that, right? Like, so hopefully they manage it well. The only downside is when you get a corporation that gets mega corporation, right? Like, let's look at Amazon. I do all of my shopping through Amazon. If it's not grocery store nearby where we need food, literally 100% of stuff that we buy comes from Amazon. Amazon also owns like 80% of the internet because of the web services. So Amazon yeah. can do whatever the heck Amazon wants and nobody can do a thing about it. They can you know, spend like, $250 million to make one season of Lord of the Rings and it's just a drop in the bucket. What do right, they care? Right, exactly. And I'm excited for that, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and so when you get Microsoft, they're, they're becoming this gaming juggernaut, which could be a very good thing, but it could be a bad thing. Is the days of buying a video game going to be over? Is it all going to be subscription-based services? How are they going to run it? You know, We just don't know that stuff yet. So I'm optimistic that this is a very good thing for companies like Blizzard to reset that and get employees and people treated better. 
but I just get a little worried that Microsoft now owns like two thirds of the gaming industry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really smart move for them business wise because who buys CDs or albums anymore? Nobody. 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 They don't even they're not even making cars with CD players anymore because that's outdated technology. Yeah. And I like, go like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> unless you're in that like we know some people who really love buying records, you know, whatever. That's like their little hobby on the side. This is not like back in the day when you, you used to buy like actual furniture to hold all of your CDs and you would have your carry cases so you could carry all your CDs in the car. All of it has gone subscription, right? Like you either just use Spotify or maybe you pay for, uh, you know, Amazon Prime even has their streaming music service. TV shows and movies, people don't buy those anymore for the most part. You just use your streaming software. Why would we not think gaming would go the same route? Because that's where it's going to go. Yeah. And, and it makes you know, sense. Perfect I, sense. I mean- yeah, it really does. It, 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 I love the fact that it gives people access to a ton of games. We just gave away uh, in our Discord server a couple months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate yeah. that a, a listener donated as a giveaway item. So thank you. Thank you, Blizz. Uh, but, yeah, honestly. Ironically, and is so, his name. Not Blizzard. Right? Yeah, not, not Blizzard. No. <laughs> Discord user Blizz. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but the guy that won it is like now this guy has access to a, a thousand video games for yeah. at least two months, you know, and then all your video games go away. <laughs> That's the <laughs> downside, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think the model does make a lot of sense. Uh, I really hope that you know that they use some of this money to improve the Xbox Game Pass app for PC because it's still terrible. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see where things go. I think it, I think this is the kick in the pants that Blizzard likely needed to help reset its reputation some. And so if any good in the immediate future comes of that, that's kind of my hope. Yeah. So let's just hope that they either improve the Xbox app or maybe they will incorporate battle.net or something. Even Todd was saying that in our discord server. Can we please just transition and use battle.net? Cause it's so much easier than yeah. the Xbox app. Yeah, it on really PC. is. <laughs> and it's flawless, man. When you want a game yeah. where the servers don't crash and people can play, that's why people pay blizzard.net so much money because they know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So as far as gaming time this week, you and I have been, you know, quote like fake whining that we have so many games that we're playing right now because we have all these deep dives that are lined up in order so we have been playing demio on vr we have been playing hollow knight which is going to be a future deep dive and then we realized that there was like a little bit of a gap before lost art came out you were already playing god of war on pc i kind of wanted to jump back into God of War, so I said, why don't we just plug that in as a deep dive in between, even though the game itself is a little bit old, it's new on PC. Let's just do it. And so now we're also playing God of War. I'm still going through Half-Life Alex. Is there anything else you're playing on top of all that? Uh, as if I didn't have enough games to play at the moment. And I have been absolutely cracking out on God of War. It's funny because the Discord server has noticed that I am not chatting nearly as much. Right. right? And it's simply <laughs> because I have been absolutely cracked on God of War. No lie. That is like life is busy. Don't get me wrong. But I think I have like 45, maybe 50 hours in God of War and it came out what, like a week and a half ago? Yeah. <laughs> when did it release? Like January 14th. <laughs> so, I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, less nine, than nine 10 days, days from the time of yeah, this recording. So I'm putting yeah. about five hours a day. Uh, and I am just <laughs> loving every minute of it. So I'm getting very close to the end. I'm doing a lot of the optional stuff that I didn't get to do the first time around. Oddly enough, dude, I've gotten sucked back into Hearthstone yet once again. And I think I say this every like four months or so. I'm only playing duels. It's the only mode that I care about right now. The Battlegrounds just takes too long. And I don't know enough of the new cards and all that stuff to even compete in that anymore. But Hearthstone is the game I play when like I'm just tired. Like It's late at night. I'm trying to wind down. God of War is too action-oriented and stuff like that. It's like how I calm my brain down. And I don't know if it like it's not boring (laughs) necessarily, but it requires very little effort, I guess. And I can play it with one finger. I just click my mouse with the one finger. I don't have to type. I don't have to do any of that stuff. So it's like my relaxation game, I guess. Uh, It's comforting. It's familiar. It's a chicken noodle soup, dude. There's nothing phenomenal about it, but it's just good. And it's easy (laughs) to go like, yeah, I'll have some of that. Sure. Uh, I mean, I haven't been playing a ton of it, but I did notice the other day, like my wife came in and she's like, oh, you're playing that game again? And I was like, yeah, I, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Hearthstone. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's still kind of just Overwatch. If I have like a 20 minute gap, that's not necessarily enough to do a whole lot in Hollow Knight. So I might just do like a quick play. So funny enough that we're still drawn back to those old Blizzard titles that we just keep coming back to. Um, for God of War, I'm still relatively early on in the game. I just met the world dragon and, you know, spinning around the giant bridge in the middle of the ocean. So that's kind of where I'm at. I am much further in Hollow Knight, I think, than you, because you've just been fully sucked into God of War. I'm trying to go through them chronologically of what we're going to cover on the oh. show. So I am just dabbling in You're God so of War. You're so responsible, Paul. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, the, it's it's the worst possible thing you could do to Demio and Hollow Knight, which is to play one of the all-time greatest games, unquestionably, right next to anything else. It's very hard for, for me to focus on these other games, because I do just want to crack out on God of War. But you know, we, we have seen even some funny news regarding God of War. They released it on PC. They did not give the community any kind of modding tools for people to use, but they did admit that there are probably some really crafty people out there who are just going to figure out how to do it on their own. And they definitely have, Josh, because you and I have seen some pretty funny mods that people have been running in God of War. Man... I can't unsee some of this stuff, Paul. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> like, well, you know how when you see something, you just uh-huh. you can't unsee it. Your brain locks it in and you go, brain, no, I don't want that image in my head. And then your brain's like, sorry, it's there forever. One of these mods takes Kratos's beard away. Uh-huh. <laughs> and gives him like just a mustache. a mustache. So he looks he legit looks like the dad of war at this point. Uh, yeah. Like, I never realized a beard can make a man so much, but <laughs> it is terrible, man. <laughs> and I hate like every time I see this image on the internet, I just go like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> like, no. There can was we another use these one? powers for good. Like right? why are we yes. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Yeah, make his beard more flowy or something, man. Like don't do that. And then I don't know if you saw the googly eyes one, but they give him googly eyes and like a big gaping mouth and stuff. And it's like, why are you trying to make Kratos look so stupid? It makes him look like he's in Looney Tunes. Like, that's the first thing I thought. Like, you're used to these 
characters that have the giant eyes that you know stick out of their heads and just imagine that but permanently on with kratos and it's wild it's yeah i mean this is the beauty of pc gaming is that modders are a different breed of people and i love modders if you're a modder thank you i think michael butler mentioned this the other day but man that's a those are the unsung heroes of PC gaming because when I had my ultra wide monitor and a game was not optimized for ultra wide, I could go to these forums where there was a modder that would make any video game compatible with ultra wide, even though the developers wouldn't do it, you know, <laughs> nice. and stuff like that. And so, you know, it, that's that's one of the awesome things about PC gaming that you don't get on console so much is all of these mods. Witcher three has been modded insanely, you know well uh they've improved the graphics and the gameplay and quality of life and stuff like that i mean look at skyrim skyrim would not be around for 10 plus years if it wasn't for the modding community on that so be very curious to see what mods people come up with for god of war uh i'll probably be done playing it at that point (laughs) right (laughs) so i feel like i'm gonna miss out on a lot of that um I, i will say this i'm very excited for the God of War episode, because a lot of people have asked us, you know, hey, since you guys started doing single player games, where do some of these games, where would they rank to you guys? And I won't spoil anything, but we also uh, are likely in the future, and I don't know if this is locked in, but uh, legendary supporter Nevo has mentioned that he might choose Red Dead Redemption 2. For which us means to play. we're living back in 2018, which I'm I okay love. with that. I'm not <laughs> <The laughs> okay with that, you know. <laughs> so then my brain is instantly going like, where would I put this on the leaderboard? You know, people, and- people have said to us, I don't think you'll ever put anything in the top four because of how much we love those games. You know, Rocket League, Rust, Apex, Overwatch. Those are in our top four. But if we start covering God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, these are some things that certainly might compete. So I'm I very curious say, to see. I don't want to spoil anything, and things might change. Obviously, I, I'm right in the throes of loving God of War right now. So, you know, we'll we'll see when that time comes. But I have a feeling that the leaderboard's going to get shaken up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then our last story this week is quite the doozy. You know, we have made our living making fun of Battlefield 2042 by this point, but we do have a new story out here. There was a tweet made by known Battlefield leaker Tom Henderson, who said, surprise, surprise, uh, there's some disappointment about the performance and the sales of Battlefield 2042. That should not be a surprise to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Worst kept secret. And that they are looking at all of the available options, which could possibly include some kind of free-to-play model, at least in some capacity in the future. Uh, Battlefield 2042 is a terrible game. We have it dead last on our leaderboard. For good reason. It has only 32% positive ratings on Steam. People are not happy. What do you think about the possibility of Battlefield sullying their name so bad that they might have to go to some kind of free-to-play model just to get people to play it to clarify this the the story that i was reading on this is saying that they may take the entire series free to play 
Uh, right. So not just 2042, but Battlefield 5, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1, uh, again, with the weird naming stuff. The um, next one, Battlefield right? 0.5, yeah, yeah, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever it'll be. So, it might be free to play. So they're saying that they may make the entire series free to play. And my initial reaction was, well, yeah, that makes sense because this game sucks. But then I kind of went, well, wait a minute. There's some really good free to play games out there. And I don't think it's fair to imply that if a game is free to play, that it's not good. Uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer is free to play and it's amazing. Uh, And so it's one of those things where we're seeing this more and more though. PUBG, we just talked about PUBG is now free to play. I've had zero interest in checking it out because we've put our time into PUBG, even though I do get this weird itch every now and then uh, to, to hop back in. But I feel like like PUBG going free to play was because this game is probably approaching its last leg. This is the the shock paddles to try to you know bring it back to life in some way, right? If we make it available, maybe more people will play it and people will buy some cosmetics. And with Battlefield 2042, if they do make it free to play, I don't care. The game, it's not it's not that the game cost $40 or $60 or I think I saw a thing the other day where somebody posted a picture of the Xbox version of Battlefield 2042 and it was like marked down to like $5. Yeah. You know, it's not the cost of the game that's the problem, it's the game that's the, game the problem. Right, exactly. So you can make it free to play all you want. I don't think that's going to help a thing. I think that's only going to aggravate the players that you have because the only way that they're going to make money is by selling cosmetics or battle passes, right? You can't be pay to win because gamers hate that. If it's cosmetics, who cares? You don't even really see the cosmetics in Battlefield 2042 that much, you know? And so I don't, I don't know what that would accomplish for them. It's why it's a strange model for that series, because Battlefield is supposed to be more rooted in realism than some of your other franchises like Halo or or Fortnite or something like that. So the idea of selling cosmetics is difficult because you can't have a skin of The Rock like you might have in Fortnite and start sticking stuff like that in Battlefield. You start doing that... The player base is going to hate it. But at the same time, if the game sucks and it has terrible word of mouth, then no one's going to pay $60. No one's going to trust the next Battlefield. I guarantee you that. No, no one's going to pre-order. No one's going to buy it early. Everyone's going to wait and see how it is. And if it's not fantastic, people aren't going to shell out the 60 So you have to do something a little bit different. But at the same time, what would you say is probably the most natural competitor to Battlefield? What series? Call of Duty. Call of Duty? Right. Well, what's Call of Duty probably going to be on, Josh? Oh, well, no. It'll. They've said Call of Duty will stay on. Oh, but it'll be on the Game Pass. <gasps> if it's on Game Pass yeah, now. Right. Now Battlefield really has to do something because if you have a lot of Game Pass users that have access already to Call of Duty, you're really going to have to do something that's going to make people want to play Battlefield. So I, I, I'll I, be curious to see, because normally I would say going free-to-play would make perfect sense, but I don't know that it really works with cosmetics, given the military realism of the game. I I don't know. I, I, I can't help but think Battlefield is just on the way out. I, I don't know if they can really recover from this. I'll, I'll wait and see. I don't want the series to die, but they're they got a long battle uphill. 
That makes me sad. But, you know, we see this a little bit with Call of Duty Vanguard. Nobody was really excited about it. I mean, there were a few people and I know, you know, we had we have some friends that played it and had fun with it and stuff. But every the the, the overall consensus there was it was just meh, right? It's Call fine. of Duty. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, okay, I like the older guns, whatever. Um, but I I don't know. I don't know that they can salvage it and I don't know that they can build what they need to build with any kind of trust level. You know, I almost there's a part of me that says this is where you bite the bullet, you spend millions of dollars remaking Battlefield 2042, <laughs> re-releasing right. it to what it should have been. Listen to the player base, fix the maps, fix the game, you know, do all this stuff, all of the things that we've talked about. If you take the time and you do those, yes, you're going to lose money, but you're going to you're going to buy back the trust of the gamers at that point. Right? Like, look at No Man's Sky. People were peeved at No Man's Sky. And they spent five years making it. And now everybody goes, dude, you guys are great. Thanks. Like, so why can't why can't a company like EA just bite the bullet and say, hey, you know what? We're going to fix it. Okay. We're not going to do these stupid little patches. We're going to just, we're going to fix it. We're, we need a year. Okay. But it'll be great. I that's the only way I see this happening. And I'm with you. If you don't do something incredible, then this is going to be one of those games and franchises that just comes out on Game Pass and nobody cares because there's better stuff to play at that point. Yeah. I mean, I think you're kind of highlighting one of the issues of the mega developers is the fact that they're beholden to their shareholders. They have to release games. If you pause all of your games during COVID then all of your profits are down, your stock tanks, everyone's mad, you can't do it. And so you've got to constantly be releasing the next game to make more money, to make your shareholders happy. So we already know they started working on the next Battlefield game well before 2042 even released. So they're just not going to have the time or the patience to go back and fix these old games because they got to release the new ones. But I'm very curious to see what happens here with this series, because if Call of Duty is on Game Pass, and if Game Pass continues to grow like I think it will, you know, Sony has talked about coming out with some kind of subscription plan. How is all of this going to fit together with Battlefield? You know, Battlefield certainly has a lot of uh, PC users, so there's still a huge, you know, market there. I I don't think PC users are using Game Pass as much yet, but I do think those numbers are going to keep increasing and I think Call of Duty is just fine moving forward. Battlefield, I'm just a little more iffy on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when your main complaint about Call of Duty is that it's just more of the same, but it the game was fine. Battlefield was a, a hot disaster. It was not fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's like they, they ruined the core gameplay with Battlefield 2042. With Call of Duty Vanguard, they just didn't give you enough new stuff to really make it worthwhile to sell to turn around and sell for $60 but at least the game was okay you know and so yeah I don't know man I I hate to think that there's going to be this shift or this end of a a franchise possibly but it might be (laughs) yeah we'll just have to keep watching and see what happens here uh, maybe maybe Microsoft is going to acquire EA by the end of this month, and maybe <laughs> they'll just own all of it <laughs> at that oh, point. Man. I mean, who knows? But in any case, uh, that's all that we really have to cover here for today. Now, if you did want to know, 
Our next deep dive episode is going to be on Demio, which is going to be our very first deep dive on a VR game. We have played quite a bit of it, even though there are very limited number of campaigns in that game, but it is very similar to a tabletop board game. We've been able to play with some random people online. We've been able to play with a lot of our friends. And so I know you and I are both really looking forward to talking about it. I'm still enjoying playing Demio. Like every day, I'm I'm hoping we can put together a group of four to play it. And so I think we're both really excited to get into that one on Monday. I am for sure. It's been a lot of fun. I, I like the fact that we're branching into VR. I know a lot of our listeners have VR headsets. We chat about it a lot on Discord server. Uh, and so I think that this will be a very good game because it's very approachable for anybody. Like there's a lot of VR games out there that don't jive with some people. And this game I feel like is universally something that anybody could play and have fun with. So I think it's going to be a really good episode. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then as a reminder, if you haven't already done so, please rate our podcast five stars. Please leave us a written review in Apple Podcasts if you have not already written one. And if you have not left a a rating on Spotify, we especially ask that you would go out of your way to do that since that is now a new feature over there. All right. Well, Josh, we're all done. That's it for today. So to all of you out there, happy gaming. We'll see you all in just a couple days. All right. See you, everybody.